Slam. Slam Radio UK. Slam Radio UK to the world. London's Good Times Radio Station. Slam Radio UK across the globe. Yeah, this for the one and only general. Salute. Who keep rocking the best? Who bring the heat from the streets and leave it hot in your chest? Dropping hip hop, reggae, even soulful vibes. Yeah, he hold the line for those who know the tribe. It's the general. Beats, rhymes, and bass line. Playing music, honey's crews when they move, they waistline. He's the general. Better check the name. You can copy all you want, better respect the game. The vibes are toxic. Get in your block lit. You can hate all you want, but you know you can't stop it. He's the number one DJ in London town. Don't come around. Yeah. That's what we do. Every time I tune in, I hear something new. You heard it from Soul Rack, not the great vines. Stay locked into beats, rhymes, and bass lines. Bass lines. Welcome back to the other side, man. This is where it's going to get busy. My name is DJ The General. They call me uh, Mr. Beats, Rhymes, and Bass Lines. Now, usually, um, when we have a special guest, it's an artist, right? It's musically always related. But I said today, let's flip the script. We're going to bring in a producer, film producer, on a critically acclaimed documentary, Mr. Soul. So we're going to get that lovely lady in. We're going to be chopping it up, you know, we're going to be doing it already. So all you need to do is kick back and relax. So how's your day been otherwise, man? Oh, I'm alright, G from I'm listening to you. We're good. We're good round here. <laughs> Don't forget Sunday, Escape Bar, man. They want to see you down there. Right, uh, let's see what we're going on there. You know, since the last few interviews, we haven't had no technical issues. So let's see what's going on, right? Yeah, just get that background music in. You know, everything's real time. It's live. Let's get to see what's going on now. Oh, oh, okay. Stereo. Hello. Hey, how are you doing, Melissa? What's up? Uh, so good to, to be here with you today. How are uh, you doing, DJ The General? <laughs> you know what? I'm doing so fine. And I'm so fine that I've got you here today. Because you see, today is a serious conversation we're going to have today about this documentary. You know that, don't you? Yes, let's go. We were just nominated for a big award just a few minutes ago. Wow, okay, stop there, because we don't want to rush anything. <laughs> we, 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 first okay. of all, we want to know who you are. You know what I mean? We just don't want to know the producer. Where were you born? <laughs> Where was you born, well, I was, I was born in the U.S. Okay. I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Right. Okay. I grew up in New York, mm. and then we moved to the Virgin Islands. Wow. So I grew up on St. Thomas, my son. You know, I have the onlyest thing. I can talk the real talk. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know the lingua man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and it sounds nice as well. Okay. So you moved well, there. They, think, they always think I'm a Trini, but I'm not. Oh, you're not. Okay. I get you. I get you. All right, then. So what age was that roughly then? Yeah, I lived there. We lived on St. Thomas from age 5 to 13. Okay, all right. So, lucky 13. That was a really important part of my life. I really think 
growing up in the islands in a positive black environment, you mm-hmm. know, with people running things and just beautiful energy, beautiful vibes. Mm-hmm. That made me who I am, you know. Once the island is in you, yeah, you're yeah. never the same. Yeah, you, know? you, you get that vibrations because I've got some team members, they're in Ghana right now and they say they're just loving the energy and the vibe and, you know, yes. it's different than London, man. It's different, but, Toxic. you know, still the same energy. And then I mm-hmm. went back and lived on St. John, which is the smallest of the three. Okay. So I went back to try to, you know, relive my childhood as an adult. It's hard to live there, man. You have to have a family and mm-hmm. lots of jobs and, you know, but I still go back. It still feels like my home. Okay. So you was yeah. around that age. So then you're growing up and then, because um, the, the key part is how, what made you, what was your thought process of you thinking, you know what, let me get into films. Yeah, you know, I was... And don't rush it, just give us the process. You know what I mean, at the age you was doing, you know, briefly. Uh, Well, I started out, my background is actually in theater and music and dance. So I started learning dance from a very young age. Okay. I started dancing when I was four. Wow. And I fell in love with the arts, you know, music, ballet, jazz, African. Like, I knew that I was destined to do something in the arts I just didn't know wow what it was going to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I come from a very 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 educational you know background with my family mm-hmm. everyone said you're going to go to college you're mm-hmm. going to be a lawyer you're going to do all the right things and mm-hmm. have a respectable life and I said you know I have this love mm-hmm. of the arts mm-hmm. music is my is my entire inspiration yeah and it was my uncle, uncle, my uncle Ellis Hazlip, who saw that. He actually pulled my father aside mm-hmm. when I was four years old, and he said, "You know, she has it, don't you?" Wow! So he and just saw the talent straight away, right away, and we connected like that. Mm-hmm. And so he took me from the earliest age to everything: mm. the ballet, to see you know black dancers, and to show me that black dancers were was it black dance was an art form mm-hmm. you know he introduced me to alvin ailey and dance theater of harlem and garth fagan bucket dance and okay. gregory hines and tap dancing and and i and opened me up to the world of theater wow. he took me to broadway and and i saw these are my people this is this is a story i want to tell so i yeah. actually come from a performing background and you know after studying for many years Mm -hmm. I became a professional dancer and singer and so I spent many years acting and singing and dancing Mm -hmm. uh, on Broadway and around the world and touring internationally sorry to stop you there sorry to stop you there Belisa because I mean I saw this documentary because you know I spoke to you about it and um, the way you put that documentary um, the documentary together I listen you get sucked into this thing. You virtually put me in time frames, even though I wasn't there. So when yeah. you're saying you're into the theater and um, the music and all, the, man, it makes sense now. This is why I said yeah. I need to know a bit about you. We need to know a bit about you <laughs> before we jump to the um, the documentary because the documentary yeah. is serious. So you was doing all that Broadway. So where, where um, can you give us some places you performed, if you don't mind? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on. I've been in some big shows. Like I was, my last big show was The Lion King, really? which I know you guys have seen. Yeah, I was in that, okay. and I also um, performed with 
Gregory Hines in a show called Jelly's Last Jam. Wow. And that was a really special show on Broadway. Wow. With Savion Glover, a lot of tap dancing and the music of Jelly Roll Morton. Wow. And But, you know, I did big shows. Like, I toured. Mm-hmm. I lived in Amsterdam, Holland, and I did a Dutch version of Cats. Okay. Which is a big musical. Yeah, and I've heard of Cats, I yeah. toured. I just toured everywhere. I had a tour of... Um, Italy. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time touring Spain with shows like Sophisticated Ladies, Duke Ellington music. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, this was my life being wow. a singer, dancer, actress. But the funny thing is, I when I was growing up, mm-hmm. it, again, getting back to Ellis Hazlip, he lived with us when I was a little girl. Okay. And so he brought the people. I'm jumping ahead now to the show, but Mm -hmm. he was making this show soul while he was living with us. I was very young. Okay. So that influence really stayed with me. You know, Mm. I knew these people were special and I didn't know why. And it it all made sense once I got older. Mm. Because like I said, when we get to the documentary, when you explain it now, it even makes even more sense because we're talking to you. <laughs> now, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man, because like I said, when I watched that documentary, you brought all these artists, you brought, um, you know, like the 90s producers. You know, I mean, you mixed it up so right. I mean, God damn it. But anyway, we're going to get to that. So I don't <laughs> because this is a juicy story. I don't I don't want to mix up. So you was on Broadway doing all your performing. And you obviously yeah. you rock with the best. And and did you actually make records when you said you was um, singing? Yes, but what I would do often was I would do the original Broadway cast recordings. Oh, I see what you mean. And we would record the show. Okay. And then occasionally I would sing with friends. I never. I think I maybe have recorded one or two actual songs, but I would sit in mm-hmm. and sing backup for friends. I never was like a lead. Oh, a lead. Oh, I see what you mean. Making recordings like okay, that. Okay. But I'm obsessed with music. You know, and music has been my life. So well, every been song, in... every lyric. You yeah. know, since I was a kid. Okay. Literally going to bed with headphones on, listen, listening to the radio, a transistor radio under my pillow. Mm. You know, going to sleep like that. Somebody else like said that, that you know. World. Somebody else when really? I was speaking. Yeah. And I was thinking, <laughs> it's funny, you know, because I used to do that as well. You just, I don't right? know what. It's like what is very it? magical. And, you, and, and we only had, you know, I'm showing my age, but we had a transistor radio yeah. with one earphone that would go into one, one ear. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. what you do Small is thing, you put yeah. it in one ear mm-hmm. and then you'd sleep on the pillow mm-hmm. and put your put the 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 radio under the pillow so your parents wouldn't see and then you you were hearing it in stereo mm. right you're hearing the radio on one ear and the little tiny thingy bob you yeah. know thingy bob yeah. um, in the other ear and then you would just get lost in these worlds and fall yeah. asleep like that yeah. i also remember falling asleep to a stereo you know when yeah. my parents finally got me a stereo and that little green light was on mm-hmm. and you'd put your luther vandross record on and just you know, fantasize and and fall in love and fall asleep. <laughs> like that was my whole life. <laughs> so you, you know? was actually into it then. That's what you're telling me. So then. into it. That's good. I wanted to be a DJ. Wow. I wanted to be on the radio. Mm. Like th- I wanted to be inside the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a little obsession. I studied classical music and I learned how to play the piano. Mm-hmm. I went to music camp and I studied all of that. But I just there was something about the music we were hearing on the radio and the pop songs and mm-hmm. the artists. My parents were really into vinyl, so okay. they had everything. Wow! And so I would sneak their records to my 
you know, to my room and yeah. study them. And yeah. then I would say, Mom, you got to listen to this incredible album. Yeah. This woman named Billie Holiday. I want to yeah. introduce you to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd say, yeah, that's our record. We know all about Billie. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to think that you're the one who's teaching her. Yes, and I'm the one who's discovered because it was wow. the way I would hear it, you know. Okay. When you have an ear for music mm -hmm. and you have perfect pitch and you just you get inside and you can sing all the parts and you mm -hmm. you know you have to play the song yeah 10 times so that each time you're singing a different part or you're hearing the it's different the yeah, music sound. yeah the yeah. different the yeah. different instruments exactly. that was the kind of person i was very in tune that way it's you funny know, you know you're saying that the, yeah Sorry. a little bit on the spectrum almost yeah because you see you know what is funny you what know? you're saying there because we, you know I've, it's a musical show we do here so um, yeah. When I speak to these artists, they're all talking about that the spirit, the spirituality, I should say, of the music and the sounds and the instruments because that's that's, right. what, that's what grabs us. Because you know, you could hear a record for maybe six months, hearing this record on repeat and repeat, and maybe the seventh month you might hear the record and there's this sound or something that you said, "Hold on, I wasn't hearing this before." Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Because that's how I do. Beautiful and, and magical. I remember the magic and and learning from my father and i would watch him mm -hmm. he would put on like an aretha franklin album mm -hmm. turn off the lights mm -hmm. and put his those big sweaty headphones on <laughs> and just get lost and i would see tears in his eyes wow. and I, you know as a young girl seeing your father cry i think i only saw yeah. him cry once or twice wow but he would cry from the music mm -hmm. and so that would make me say what is he hearing? I mm. need to hear that. Yeah. You know, and then you would get lost mm. in that music when you listen to it yourself. And that's always been my approach. It's not like just hearing a song. It's wow. hearing the whole world. Now, it's hearing the spirituality of it, you know? You know what, Melissa? Now I know who you are now. See, just in that nice little 20 minutes, we know who you are, man. So <laughs> you you done all that Broadway stuff. So how did you progress then? Before you actually start saying, you know what, we get to sit down and uh, get this documentary together. Because there's a lot yeah, we need well, to talk I... about this documentary and, you know. Um, so yes, what sir. was the yes, process? Sir. What was the um, process for you to say, okay, after all of that stuff? Well, I had, I had done a lot of acting myself. Okay. I, you know, in the hungry days, doing every film I could, mm. doing small parts and, and co-starring roles on television. Okay. Anything I could as an artist, you know, mm -hmm. you really have to do it all. You have to be a triple threat. As to get they paid. Say. Yep. To get paid. Yep. And even if it's extra work, you know, I did mm. extra work on every single movie by Spike Lee because I wanted oh, to yeah. watch him work. You really? know? Oh yeah. Okay, okay. okay. And I people won't even normally admit that, but mm. I will. Mm. You know, I was in Malcolm X. Wow. I was in all of his movies as many as I could get my hands, hands on. on. Yeah, know? yeah. Wow. And because that's an opportunity to watch a master, you mm -hmm. know, it's no pride about about being an extra because people in the background make it real. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I took great pride in that, and mm. I learned and watched and learned, and as I kept doing more and more acting. I said, I don't want to just tell my story. I want to tell a bigger story. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of making the story. And I want to see the stories that, that aren't shown. Yeah. Because I felt, you know, growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s, mm -hmm. we weren't seeing our, enough of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, there was just a story here, a story there, and some really great films that stood out. But mm -hmm. 
I, I really wanted to see more and I realized I have to make the films that I want to see. Right. So, so I have to now I have to learn how to make a film. That's so what I was just I, gonna I set come out to. to become So a what sparked you though? Know. What what sparked you? Was there a given moment to say, you know what, God damn it, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to yeah. do this thing. What what situation? What what happened? It actually all started with this story about my uncle because I realized, mm-hmm. you know, I was all in my head. I thought, I'm going to make a book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book about it. Mm-hmm. going to be all intellectual about it mm-hmm. and situate him in the zeitgeist of history okay. as an important black host. And then I said, no, mm-hmm. it can't be a book because it's a visual medium. Yeah. He yeah. was all about being seen mm. and putting black people in, you know, giving them an opportunity to be visible. Mm-hmm. We call it now the politics of visibility. Mm-hmm. But back then it was just about having a platform mm-hmm. and to be able to see the truth of of black, you know, the truth of blackness yeah. and and the reflection of our true selves. Okay. It wasn't happening because we were just so close to being on the heels of the civil rights movement exactly and, you know jim crow in america yeah. so much racism and exactly that's why i said when i saw it now when i saw that um the, the actual that really yeah, man, exactly our beauty and i our was greatness. feeling that and that's when i realized that the soul show was such a visual you know extraordinary landmark moment in television that i would have to make a film about it so that you could see it. Okay. It had been lost and become like, you know, when something becomes like a myth, yeah. like a mythical thing, like a It was a there, unicorn. but have we seen it? Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, people is it like, there? It's a story. Never heard of that. How did that? Oh, yeah. And people mm-hmm. would say, I, I would have to say to them, it's the greatest show you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And let me show you. And you're going to, it's going to blow your mind. But for those who were there and understood and lived through the 60s and the early 70s they knew that you know soul was important yeah but to a a new generation that's you know on instagram and youtube yeah it's all about the visuals and seeing the importance of seeing ourselves at at a time when we couldn't be seen and so that's when i said i've got to make this film even though i don't really know how to make a film Mm -hmm. i'm going to learn how to make a film and Mm -hmm. apply all my you know, and, and study and, yeah, and all of that. All the knowledge I've learned as a mm-hmm. performer, mm-hmm. surround myself with the strongest team. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA. I, uh, I got a job at AFI, American Film Institute. Okay, I started so to understand don't what rush, the don't business rush. was. Yeah, you know? is, that a, is that a place that you register or what is that? It's an impar- it's an incredible film school in okay. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It turns out some really great people, like I think Steven Spielberg went there, and okay. there's some important alumni that have come out of there to be really great filmmakers. Uh, what's it but called I wanted again? To the American Film Institute. Okay. And they call it AFI for mm-hmm. short. Okay. It's very influential, and mm-hmm. I decided to, if I could get a job there, mm-hmm. I could support myself. And I could learn about development, mm-hmm. and then I could be around students, and I could learn about filmmaking and the industry in Hollywood. Because mm-hmm. I'd spent so much time in New York, I said, "Let me go to Hollywood, and then that's where I'm going to learn about filmmaking." Because I didn't get a chance to go to film school. Okay, you know? this is the, this so is what is confusing. But you see, Melissa, this is what's confusing me because from what I'm hearing from you, I'm thinking, how did you get to do this beautiful piece of art? Because that's what I would call it. Because like I said, from it put me into that 
precise moment of what you're doing there you actually put me in the picture you actually put me there in them time frames you understand what i'm trying yeah. to say not even yeah. with the interviews because everyone's telling their story i mean man you need to explain it girl because <laughs> you're not a filmmaker this is what's confusing me i thought you was no. actually a filmmaker from the well, rip. I am. No, I, you I are, am, I know. Not from the beginning. Yeah, yeah from, the from beginning. the beginning. I, thought, I, okay. I had to sort of trance I had to like make that leap wow. from being a former a performer mm -hmm. to being a filmmaker. Wow. And it wasn't hard because I had studied for so long with the greats. I had worked alongside the greats. Yes, yeah, I've been on the said, other yeah. side of the Wow. Yeah. Wow. Been on the other side of the camera and so mm. you know, when you're an actor and you're on a set and you're in on television or you're doing a film mm -hmm. you see everything around you wow. you see the people who are doing the work the director the dp the mm -hmm. cinematographer the, mm -hmm. the gaffer the lighting mm -hmm. the other actors and and you see what it takes to make a film you yeah. know and what what i did at afi is i started one step at a time mm -hmm. i started working on every film that I could I would volunteer okay. I would do anything production any particular films any films that casting we know? anything these were student films actually. Oh, okay okay, okay. They were student films yeah right. which you have to do as a thesis when you're graduating I see. Uh, at a film school okay and so so slowly but surely I started understanding how to make a film mm -hmm. and assisting people and then i then i realized i was really good at being an assistant director and then a casting director okay and i started working with talent and trying to help people see their vision that's when i realized i'm more of a producer because i understand all of these things i'll tell you what melissa then i realized i have to become a director to tell my story i was just so about was to say evolution. before you get to the director <laughs> you said the casting what is a casting uh, what did you say casting director what was casting it, so? director what does yeah. that do what is that entail that's some that entails understanding a script understanding a story mm -hmm. and and figuring out the best actors and people okay. to be in the film to help tell that story i see so you 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 have to have a big Rolodex of actors mm -hmm. and you have to know what the vision is for the film and say, oh, I know the perfect person for that role. I see, I and see. And then you set those people up for auditions okay. and you suggest, yeah, I worked on a number of films like that. Okay. And when you're working closely with the director, you can see mm -hmm. how to fulfill their vision. All right. So you're working together and hand so, in hand. You're like the right-hand man, yeah. basically. Yeah, okay. right-hand man. And All you're right. also like a a producer in a way because okay. you're making sure that the director has the right combination of people mm -hmm. to fulfill their vision all right i get yeah. you now so it's because you like know a why, lot of different scenes yeah because you know why i'm asking that because there could be people who want to get into what you're doing don't forget i don't yeah. know this so i'm learning as well so when you're saying the yeah. casting director and whatever they know there's a process in it you can't just just there's dump a real in process mm-hmm yeah, you can't just jump in and exactly. but you know what the beautiful thing is everybody has a gift. Mm -hmm. And if you can figure out what your what what your strengths are, mm -hmm. you know, you can find your niche as they say or okay. figure out what who find your tribe first of all, find yeah. the people that are going to believe in you and mm -hmm. your vision. Mm -hmm. And no job is too big or too small. That's okay. why I said I was proud to be you know an actor mm -hmm. and to be an extra or to be in any role yeah. whether i was leading mm -hmm. or supporting i feel you because every job in a film mm -hmm. 
you you know it takes a village yeah yeah you can't just drop in as a director you have to understand every role yeah yeah you have yeah. to know you have to see what your cinematographer sees mm. you have to uh, you have to you have to give pictures of your set to your gaffer to say, mm-hmm. what do you think of the light and mm-hmm. how can I help you? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, oh, the sun's going to go down at four o'clock. So mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't shoot over there mm-hmm. at four o'clock because our light's going to change. You mm-hmm. know, you have to see all of these all things. These things and it's important yeah. as a you. filmmaker to to value the people you're working with and to understand the process of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So I think that. I came to it naturally because I had done so many different jobs. Mm-hmm. I really had a respect for what it takes to mm-hmm. put a film together. Mm-hmm. But then also recognizing that, and I say this all the time, know your strengths mm-hmm. and staff your weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to re- recognize what you can't do. Yeah. And then you have to hire the right people exactly. and collaborate with the best team because that's how you delegate Melissa, and that's how you empower everybody. Melissa, to do their job. this yeah. is why I love you. You said the right words. <laughs> the team. 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 There the is team. no I in team. Yeah, man. The there team. Is no I in team. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The team. If you're not working the as a team. team, it ain't gonna work. That's right. And even though people ha- may have a different title mm-hmm. or a different responsibility, mm-hmm. it's the teamwork that mm-hmm. makes the dream work. That's right. So even if you're the director, you're counting on your team, everybody <laughs> yes. else, the yeah. team. Yeah. 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 And so I have a very unique way of working with people that's very collaborative. And Wicked. that's really important to me. Right. Because you, when you assemble the right team, mm-hmm. you pull in everybody's. Yeah. Energy choices and, and everybody's yeah. vision yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and and then you celebrate all those things so if you want to have the best music you mm-hmm. pull in the best composer true if you want to have a beautiful cinematic look mm-hmm. you find a you know a dp a director of photography or a cinematographer okay who has a vision that matches yours who can create that cinematic look you know a lot of documentaries what you saw in this film i wanted it to be filmic mm-hmm. i wanted it to look like a movie you know not what? just a documentary you, you said you, know you want saying? it you said you want it to look like a movie when i came across it because when they linked me up and said you're coming on the show i said i know i've seen this thing i know i've seen this um documentary and then when i explained yeah. it because you put it in black and white and man the visuals is wicked it's a, it, to me, yeah. it's like a film. <laughs> but you know how they do it. They call them documentaries, but it's like a docu-film. You get me? It is, yes. It really is. Because we live and breathe in color. And mm-hmm. and every every aspect of our life is like a movie nowadays, you okay. know? And so I want... How can you be immersive? How can you get people into the scene and make them feel like this... That they're seeing their life. Yeah. And that you're seeing the soundtrack... And, and hearing the soundtrack of your life that's what we wanted for the film because mm-hmm. it's it's a love letter to black culture I'm telling it's you. a love letter to this moment in time mm-hmm. but it also celebrates black excellence today yeah. so we we're like how can we make that bridge that gap from something that wasn't so long ago so mm-hmm. a contemporary audience doesn't feel like it's just old you know mm-hmm. old archival stuff but like this is our life Yeah, and that was that's how we pulled it together with that kind of intention behind it that's good but yeah. i'll tell you something when you said you built the team together how many of you did it consist of oh wow well you know it took us 10 years to make the film well it so looked you can like imagine it. That. yeah 
people were coming in and out of the team at different times. Okay. So we had a, a number of really, uh, let me think about it. Uh, nobody has ever asked me that. Let me think. We have a, you know. You know you're talking uh, to the general. You know that, Melissa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, man. They, they don't call me the general for nothing, man. It's done proper around here. Because you know what? That's well, what I said. When I watched the documentary, There's I think there's even... Um, um, you you got actors. I mean, not actors. Sorry, artists that are not even with us no more. So I was wondering how That's how did right. that happen? But the way you done it is like they were still alive today. Do you yes. understand what I'm saying? Yes. But I don't want to jump That's that. But we, answer the. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, man. So answer absolutely answer right. that we question. It to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we had we had a well we did a number of interviews. Mm -hmm. I think we did about 60 interviews wow and then we had to pare it down to the best interviews to tell the story mm -hmm. and you know we had ashford and simpson we had um oba baba tunde mary baraka harry belafonte wow. ronald bell from cool in the gang That's black correct. ivory you know we mm -hmm. had so many people i'm gonna say let me see if i can just count it real quick in my head the number of interviews now there's a lot probably about it's a lot. Yeah. And then you add to that our archival for the people that we didn't get to interview, like Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Anna Maria Horsford. Um, but we, we we wanted it to feel like it was happening now, so mm -hmm. that's why we had Questlove in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, But we also wanted to pay tribute to the artists who were performing in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. and make it just feel like you know our world is always evolving mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's not it doesn't end mm -hmm. you know and i think we are all standing on the shoulders of giants yeah and even the choices we make today mm -hmm. are based on what has come before us you know mm -hmm. and i always say to myself because of them mm -hmm. we can you know, because of them, we mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. We are pushing forward and pushing the culture forward, and we, you know, it's important that we recognize that. And so we wanted that energy mm -hmm. in the film to feel seamless okay. between the culture then and the culture now. Mm -hmm. And who, who's, you know, who are our soul soldiers now? Who's pushing forward black excellence in every aspect of our community and culture? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> And how far do we have yet to go, too? That's the problem. But yeah, we had a great team, and we had a core team of mm -hmm. about twelve people, and then we had, a, you know, a, a larger team of crew. Mm -hmm. That's that's why the credits went on for you know at least six minutes yeah, because we went had on to really bit. acknowledge everybody. Yeah, yeah. which is right. Yeah. Come on, because what you're doing, I mean, if you didn't do that, it wouldn't make sense, would it? Absolutely, absolutely, and everybody is an artist mm -hmm. and i think that everybody's contributions behind the camera mm -hmm. are just as important as who's on the camera so when like obviously you're the executive producer of this actual um program right i'm the producer and mm -hmm. the director and uh, the writer and the writer but we did we do have some fabulous executive producers okay and but those are people who you know either helped us financially or creatively mm -hmm. and then also help to um place the film with in the right place you know we we're now on hbo max so mm -hmm. we have a really fantastic team mm -hmm. um that also helped us with the soundtrack 
you know, there's so many aspects of the furtherance of the film, and we didn't want it to feel like it's just one film, one time. It's part yeah. of a movement. Yeah. And it's it's a continuation of the work that was done. Mm-hmm. And the, that's what's so special about the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we had um, um, Chaz Ebert come on board. She's one of our executive producers. We also have Stan Lathan as an executive producer, and he was one of the first directors on Soul, and he's now a very famous director in Hollywood. Okay. So that was important. Yeah. And Ron Gilliard, who is a producer and executive. Wow. So you still got the right people in it. In music. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Is the vibe and the energy. So you know when you it's st- all actually about the energy. There you go. You know when you started the documentary, was you yeah. in charge of putting it all in format cuz I don't know how they call it in, you know what I mean, uh uh film terms, but when you yeah. actually lay it down bit by bit, you know, like the artist, the interview, then you got footage of like you said the uh police brutality there's a lot of stuff going yes, on in this yes. um come on um, melissa here it talk is the a things because you lot. know where you're Let coming from you i want people <laughs> to check out this thing this is artistry don't think i ain't seen it you know i'm telling you <laughs> what i've seen yeah and and this I is what sucked you. me in then you're playing the music i'm going god damn you know what this makes proper sense because they're singing from their heart their pain this is the difference them yeah, times they're yeah. in pain when you sing from pain you know man you're not it's, you get the best out of them these clowns nowadays they're living it up man they're not even fighting for yeah. nothing they just you understand me <laughs> it's just it's yes, a different, different vibe it is a difference and I think that that is really one of the beautiful aspects of the film that we were trying to convey mm-hmm. was that it's from the heart and the soul and the and this power mm-hmm. this need for expression Mm -hmm. and black power and black truth black creativity black love Mm -hmm. black descent black sister and brotherhood like all of these things the passion Mm -hmm. and the importance of seeing you know Mm -hmm. black culture in a way that we hadn't seen before and that there was an urgency for that because we weren't allowed to have a place exactly we didn't we weren't allowed to you know stand up for ourselves and to be truthful mm-hmm. and so that energy we wanted to show like the urgency mm-hmm. of of black existence and how important that was mm-hmm. and 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 the and that the series itself really provided expanded images of african americans on television you know there had been so much Everybody was looking at inner city poverty mm-hmm. and looking at violence mm-hmm. and blaming black people and brown people. Mm-hmm. And Soul and LSAs are saying, no, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. There's the, the vibrancy of, of the culture and there's the black arts movement. Mm-hmm. And, and this was a critical moment in the culture. And I think it's important that we recognize that impact, you know, it continues to, to resonate today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that we have an unsung hero like Ellis Hayslip. Mm-hmm. I think we need his voice now more than ever to restore the soul of a nation. And that so, was the energy we wanted for the film. Wow. Because the, um, the thing is, when you actually, how, how's the process? You've actually put all the document, um, the documentary together and you got everything packaged so what was the yeah. next process before you got the HBO um, deal? Right. So the first thing we had to do was have a premiere. Mm-hmm. And we premiered at a film festival in New York called okay. Tribeca. Okay. Tribeca Film Festival. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that was really special. And so we premiered and we travel all around internationally and we actually came to London. All right. We we went to the BFI, the British Film Institute has a has a uh, lovely film festival in October. Okay. And Is that so annually? we were able to yeah, okay. we were we did screen there, so that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to meet you then, but that would have been yeah, that would have been a beautiful around October. Thing. Okay, yeah, so we and we went around. We went to Africa. We went to a, an incredible amount. I think about fifty film festivals. Wow. around the world. And how did they and receive it? At the it? same time, loved it. You know, standing ovations. Tons of reviews, wow. lots and lots of awards. I think we we won many different awards. I think about fourteen film festival awards. Wow, you can name and some. All the wow, yeah, we name won the film festival awards from. Let's see, uh, the Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival. Mm-hmm. We won. Uh, let me actually let me look at my list because there's so many. I don't there's a get lot, it wrong. man. There's a lot because when I when I <laughs> Melissa, I said don't play with me. You're with the general, you know. I'm on the board. I no, saw. I, I think I think I saw around forty awards and counting. <laughs> and you even told me but you you just got a phone call. You got another award. This don't play around, man. This documentary <laughs> is serious. <laughs> it's serious yeah, and it's man. so nice, you know. And it, again, it's not about the hardware as much as as it is about the visibility of telling our story mm-hmm. so that people can see to see us truthfully mm-hmm. but yes we did win i think we recently won the black reel awards okay uh which was just last year 2021 wow um and we've been nom- we won th- we were nominated for three double NAACP image awards all right which is a big deal here the image awards and we did win one okay we won Congratulations. for um, Outstanding writing in a documentary, wow. television or motion picture. Mm-hmm. So that was quite an honor. And we also won the, uh, we were nominated for five Critics' Choice Awards. Wow. Uh, and we won one for um, Critics' Choice Awards because you Critics know, I know Choice. what critics mean. You know what I mean? So if the <laughs> critics is loving it, you see what I mean? Because people, yeah. hold on a minute, Melissa. Listen, London Town, I got Melissa in the studio today, man. And I'll tell you hey. something, this documentary, what we're talking about. Let them know, uh, Melissa, what the documentary is, man. It's called Mr. Soul. No. With, and it's going to be, you know, we are working really hard to get back to London and have an international um, an international release there. So I'm going to let okay. you know when it's coming. Please, let me know. Soon. Whatever we could do around here on Slam and Beats Round, you know we got you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I um, love it. I love it. So you said, um, like the um, documentary, you got the awards. And uh, name one a or lot two of more. Awards, yeah. yeah, a lot, man. Yeah, we also won. Uh, there's some really uh, great black film festivals here in mm-hmm. America that mm-hmm. we we're so proud to be. One of them is called the Pan African Film Festival. Okay. And one is called Urban World, which is in New York. Wow. And we won both of those, um, the jury awards. Well, that's a lot. Uh, so this, this is sounds a- like a big scene, then, man. Because, you know, when they're it's, doing all these awards, you know what I mean? We, in the music, you don't get so many awards like that. No, it's hard. In fact, mm. we were hoping we made a wonderful um, soundtrack mm-hmm. and, you know, to put, to put our original song on there. And I should say that we were shortlisted for the Oscars, which is a wow. really big deal. 
Wow. On, on a list of 15 films. Okay. That will, or, or in our case, our song was shortlisted. Okay, okay, um, okay. But, you know, there were a lot of great songs. Yeah. That, and it was her who won. So, you All know, right. got yeah. a shout out to her. Yeah. Um, so it was just an incredible time. And again, it's not about Did the you go? as much. Did you as go as to the Oscars? Uh, no, I didn't go oh, because okay. we didn't end up advancing okay, to so the nomination. No point. Okay, I understand. That's yeah. how it works. So. But we were very, very supportive, and it's an honor to be shortlisted. Because it's a pity. Your, it's a pity, it's man. You were this in fifteen you to this, five. You know, I, but it, <laughs> it's like musical chair. But you know what, though, Billy? It's a pity, though, because you would have seen Willie give my man a, a slap. <laughs> Oh well, that was this year. Now we were we were. Oh, that was last year. Oh, last, last year. year. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, uh, no, I did. See I was going that. back in time. See you see what the documentary's done to me, man? It's putting me back in time. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so facts, how facts, did you facts. get it on HBO Max now? Because people have to well, understand was... the process now. Because you've been winning That's all these the awards, and then yeah. what? What happened? After we won the awards, mm. unfortunately, COVID happened. That's correct. And COVID, you know, was a, a, a great crisis mm -hmm. globally. Everywhere. Yep. And so, you know, and may I just say, you know, rest in peace, all the souls that we lost yeah. across yeah. The, the planet, because mm. I think that's very, very important. Exactly. Um, and, you know, this is, we're just talking about a film and entertainment, but lives mm -hmm. were lost. Exactly. And, and as that was happening as well, mm -hmm. You know this the theatrical and cinematic and the arts landscape changed and everybody was home you're right so you're right. it was a very difficult moment of knowing mm -hmm. is it appropriate to even be entertained during this great crisis mm -hmm. and then george floyd happened and america turned upside down, down and yeah. the world responded yeah and we thought what can we do you know should we remember there was the quarantine happening but it was also black lives matter and the response to george a, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff was a going lot on. of stuff was happening information and we wanted to we wanted to contribute and to uplift mm. we realized wow well our film has been quiet because it's the pandemic but mm. it's such a beautiful film and it's uplifting and it's it's positive images and it's positive blackness yeah yep. if there's a way we can release it mm-hmm you know uh, virtually mm -hmm. and then people can watch it at home and be inspired and so that's what we did mm -hmm. and during that time of the virtual release mm -hmm. when all the theaters were closed all across america and and pretty much across the, the country and the globe mm -hmm. we released mr soul virtually and it came into people's homes and it really inspired people it gave them something positive mm -hmm. and wonderful and mm -hmm. that's when we knew i think we have something here going we, on that's yeah. when we got qualified for the oscars wow. and while we were doing our oscar campaign we said let's try to reach a bigger audience now maybe mm -hmm. we can do it let's try to sell it mm -hmm. and we went to every um every streamer mm -hmm. we could think of mm -hmm. and we got to hbo max and they said this is great mm -hmm. you know hbo max was doing a lot of you know, yeah they were really showing like you know real diverse content and okay. really putting it forward mm -hmm. you know not just talking about it yeah they're dealing with it. it they're saying yes we want they're it and they bang it. okay that's great you know mm -hmm. they got they got all the french prince of bel-air episodes okay you know a lot of great stuff was happening and we said this is the right home for mr soul so okay we were able to strike a deal with them and boom we got it on and how's it uh, doing in august 
is doing great and it's going to be on for three years wow congratulations yeah. man so that's great and our next goal is to get our international distribution so that y'all can see it in the uk okay, okay. and everywhere across the across the world mr so Soul. you have to kind of plan it and mm -hmm. be strategic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and since we're very independent we don't have any big yeah, studios budgets. behind yeah, us yeah yeah we have to do this strategy ourselves and mm -hmm. that's the difference between uh, you know it's a labor of love when mm -hmm. it's an independent film mm -hmm. but you see yeah. from what i can recall and remember and what i'm seeing you shouldn't really worry because it's a timeless joint you got there because the music so do you understand what i'm saying it's not like yeah it's um what's going on now just now and it would be dated you've already is a program of awareness and putting you in a picture of certain vibes of energies and you know artistry just like you said a lot was going on man yeah and i think i think it also mirrors what's happening now in a way mm -hmm. because we are now in a new moment of it's it's a it's a moment that we're pushing for change you mm -hmm. know and that really showed with after what happened with when we lost george floyd mm -hmm. and we're realizing that everything about america needs to change our history the way we accept each other you know race diversity equity inclusion all the things that we talk about it's long overdue mm. you know and it really is mirroring what happened in the 60s after mm. they killed Malcolm and Martin. And yep. we realized that it was long overdue, equal rights and and treating each other like human beings and finding the humanity. Mm. And so that's what that's why I think Mr. Soul is an evergreen, like you said, mm -hmm. because these are these are issues that we always face always every you day know, finding our our truth mm -hmm. speaking to our humanity mm -hmm. finding the universality of of life mm -hmm. you know it's not always black and white but it is about truth and beauty and love and mm. that's that's at the heart of our film wow and now, blackness is all of those things and black culture is come on man american culture and world culture. i learned a lot i learned a lot i mean i know some stuff but there's a <laughs> lot no seriously i ain't gonna lie to you i learned a lot yeah and that's why i told my man listen the lady's gotta come through the show because i know what the documentary is about and i learned a lot i check all the visual stuff how it's all set up it's a beautiful thing man are you have you got anything yeah. else coming after that or you're just working well talk it melissa yeah. you know why you've already got nine more minutes and i know we got a vibe i told them i don't think an hour is going to be enough because i know i can natter. <laughs> i can come and, back man I'll come, yeah we can I'll come back and, you, and come back well, when there we you go then uk distribution when we when we're premiering in the uk i'm gonna call i'm gonna come back on your show there you How go about that? yeah that sounds good but then, you man. know what mm -hmm. i gotta tell you one thing the highlight of the film is a conversation between james baldwin and nikki giovanni and I, I just want to mention it to you because it was actually filmed in London. Oh yeah, in 1971, and they and it's so amazing. Many people don't know that because okay. the Soul Show was filmed in New York, right mm -hmm. here in New York City. Mm -hmm. But he, but Ellis Hayes, the the, the producer, was mm -hmm. my uncle. Okay, he wanted to have a conversation between two icons: James Baldwin, the incredible writer, mm -hmm. and Nikki Giovanni, the incredible poet. All right, but James Baldwin was living in france uh, in saint paul de vence at okay. the time because mm -hmm. he was fed up with racism mm -hmm. and he couldn't be creative so ellis said well if you don't want to come back to america mm -hmm. can you meet us halfway and and he said yes 
James Baldwin said, I'll meet you in London. Mm-hmm. So the most historic episodes, these two-hour episodes that went viral mm-hmm. on Instagram, you should know that they were filmed right there in London in wow. 1971. And I just love that because the vibe, was, he man. was so progressive. And to think that he could take a whole crew over to London mm-hmm. and meet up with James Baldwin. And I think they shot it at the BBC or some studio near there. Okay, most probably could be. And defeated. now it's incredible. Uh, wow. It's incredible. So there's definitely a connection with the UK. And I know there's a lot of soul heads out there. Uh, man, the we love, come on, man. We love soul, man. You need, <laughs> I'm going to get you to tune into my Sunday soul show. You will love it. We love soul oh there, man. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? We mix them up the right way. You know how it is. You know how the ladies love hey. the soul music, man. Hey, hey. look. See? The island girl <laughs> is coming out. No. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what. It's been a privilege, you know, because I'll tell you what, we're uh-huh. really getting into this. And you know what? Yeah. I ain't going to tell you no lie. That documentary, if you've got other stuff in the pipeline that you're going to be working on, do it, man, because you got me on that. And I don't know you from anywhere to be saying this. Do you get what I'm saying? But I yeah. was, yeah, it got me. That that documentary did. I understood everything. Oh, man. Well, I am working on, I'll tell you real quick. Mm-hmm. I know we don't have a lot of time, but yeah. I'm working on a series for Netflix okay. which you'll see soon it's about it's about black women in hip hop wow which is really great and uh, you know I'm, I'm here for the women bringing oh, yeah. them forward it's good and that's it's good that's gonna be great it's mm-hmm. really about black womanhood in America but it's through the lens of women in hip hop their lives and their music and their music I get it so that's a four part series yeah and next I'm gonna be working on uh a documentary about the actress Renee Elise Goldsberry who played Angelica in the musical Hamilton which was a huge musical here okay Okay. and then I'm also working on a series about the the black American dream as seen through the lens of of black pop culture wow so that's that's you're busy I'm busy and that's you know and that's through the lens of music Mm mm-hmm Sports, okay. Um, yeah, music and sports and the arts, film it's, and television. You see, so the same thing that, you loved growing up. Everything the same thing. I love. Growing up, man, you're doing it I'm now. Eating it, man. I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you uh, what, man, we got a vibe today. Um, do you have anything quickly to say to anybody who wants to really kind of get into this game? Because, like, you said you get into directing late, so you must have something like a minute of inspiration for anyone who's trying to get into the film world. Yes, I would like to say that your story is important. And mm-hmm. more than anything, just remember, you are the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are the blueprint. There's nobody else out there like you, and Mm -hmm. your story is important. No matter if you know what you're doing, Mm -hmm. or you're new to this, or you've been waiting for your time, Mm -hmm. we need your stories now more than ever. And so our voices are what will lead the future, Mm -hmm. and I really believe that. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage any filmmaker out there, Mm -hmm. or any storyteller Mm -hmm. out there, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be film. Okay. It can be writing, you know, writing, visuals, photography. All right. Your vision is very, very important. Mm. We've gone for too long in this country mm-hmm. not recognizing the contributions of African Americans and of people of color around, uh, 
you know, across the diaspora, not yeah. just here, yeah, but yeah. everywhere, yeah, everywhere. And it's important to know that our stories matter now more than ever. Wow. You know, to have a real reflection of of who we are in this world. Yeah, yeah. And on this planet. Yeah, facts. And I think finally the world is realizing that and we're in this age of accountability where Mm -hmm. we're reframing the narrative Mm -hmm. about our contribution and our equity. Mm -hmm. And I think we can do that beautifully through the arts. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what's getting everything. And what you're doing, yeah. you know, with your show and, mm-hmm. and the way you're you're curating the culture, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're yeah. Mr. Soul. Yeah. You're the yeah. new Mr. Soul. <laughs> well, that's how it is. I always call myself 21st century. You get me, so it is yeah, what it is. Man. You see, it's the you, you know the but, vibe, hey. man. You know the spirituality, <laughs> man. You know we know what it is. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'll tell you what. Let them know your social medias. I mean, are you sociable on your social yeah. media? Oh, yeah. So on, if at, I say, I know. There you go. Talk. Yeah, at Mr. Soul the Movie. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. It's all the same. Okay. At Mr. Soul the Movie. Okay. Yeah, we're on there. We're out there. And wow. I, if you want to send me a link, I will mm. um, post this post our um interview oh yeah 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 don't worry when i put that up i'm gonna get that one up real soon because um them guys like i said they travel to ghana man so they'll be back you should get it by weekend and then i'll give you the okay, link then. yeah man because i know it's a beautiful interview already that's why you're here this darling it's so essential <laughs> the number one show in the come on in london masan <laughs> I don't know if you're acting or you're serious. I'm serious. I'm joking. I'm joking. Man, I swear, it's been a privilege, Melissa, you coming through. Because the next DJ is going to be coming up. And you know what? It was the right time to be honest with you. When you're dropping that new stuff, feel free to come through, even though it's a 15 minutes to talk to whatever you're doing. You're welcome anytime. Thank you, thank you. And you know, you can listen to the soundtrack. It's mm-hmm. available everywhere you're streaming. Okay. Mr. Soul, the movie. It's really great. So did you hear that, London Town? Mr. Soul, the movie. So it's it's everywhere, yeah? Like Spotify and all yep. these. Okay, good. Everywhere. 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 All right, Everywhere. Then. And it's, uh, it's on Def Jam. It came out on Def Jam Records. And it's wow. just... And and also Lena Waits Company. Okay. Um Hellman Grad recording. So it's okay. a special, special mix. Yeah, yeah. It's That's our good. it's our music, man. Wow. You could play it all on Sunday. Say hey, well there you go. Yeah. All right, <laughs> then now I'm serious. From your listening, I would jam it. I'm serious. Okay? I'm listening, my son. All right then. Serious. <laughs> all right then, Billy. So thanks for coming through. Cause we got Mr. Ragsy's coming up next, man. So we're going to talk right. real soon, okay? And we're going to keep the link, thank all right? You, you yeah, have a thank nice you, day. DJ the general. Okay. You're the best. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. There you go, London Town. You already know how we get down already, man. Listen, Rags is coming up next. Melissa Hayslip, man. You see how she was talking the story? You need to go check out that um, documentary thing. Um, what is it, Mr. Soul? She said HBO Max. I don't know if you could get HBO Max. You need to check that out, man. It's a serious little documentary. And hopefully she'll come back and we talk more things. Anyway, man, you know it's football time for me. Liverpool. We're out the door, man. Till Sunday. Man, have a nice evening. Rags up next.